Podcast. It's all an act podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome. Season two, episode 13. I am your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with the beautiful, amazing, wonderful team. How are we doing, team? Very good. 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 Good to hear it. Are you excited? Yes. Very excited. Treat for you today. Guess what it is. Have a guess. I don't know. What it is. Snickers. Have a have a guess what it is. I guess. See what I did. A guest. Yeah. yeah no, I guessed. said a guess. Oh, guess. Not a You're having a guess? No. Oh. But you're giving us a guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, a guess. Sn- a Snickers. No, sorry, Tom. No Snickers for you, I'm afraid. We do. We have a wonderful guest. Hello and welcome today to Mr. Stephen Love. Hello. Hello, guys. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good. Yes, very good. We appreciate your time today because I know you must be very, very tired after just coming off stage, I believe. Uh, yes, yeah, we've uh, we've just about half an hour ago, we just had the curtain down on our 264th show, I believe. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that show would be? Uh, that show would be Warhorse. Warhorse, yes. Lucy and I went to see that a few weeks ago and uh, we had the pleasure of meeting you afterwards. Um, what a show, please. For people that haven't seen the show or don't know anything about it, please tell them what it's about and also um, your role within the show. So Warhorse is a story uh, about a boy and his horse. Uh, it follows a young boy called Albert Narricott and he uh, he raises a young foal called Joey. Uh, his father sells Joey uh, when the First World War starts and he sells Joey into the army. And the story follows Albert uh, going to the front to find Joey to bring him back home. And we meet a, a range of, of characters and, and animals as the story develops. And we see if, if Albert is successful in his quest. And uh, my role in the show is I'm one of the puppeteers. So I'm very fortunate that I get to work uh, with the amazing horse puppets. And I'm part of the Top Thorn team. And uh, Top Thorn is the military horse who Joey meets when he first gets to the front. And they go through the war together. And I'm uh, Top Thorn's head puppeteer, which means I control his his head and his neck. Wow, that is awesome! awesome. Such a cool job. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> not many yeah, people can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I am the head of a horse. <laughs> um, so tell us what's involved. So how is it all controlled, like at the head end, so to speak? <laughs> so the, the, yeah, um, the horse is is basically a three-man puppet which is um, moved and operated by using the Bumraku style of puppetry and Bumraku uh, puppetry is a Japanese style which is where a multiple number of people come together and they make one object move as one using just their breath so in the horses we have the head position the heart position and the hind position and the heart and the hind are inside the cage inside the horse and as a as a unit, as a three, we use our breath as a way to bring the horses to life and and make them move as one living, breathing, muscular animal. That wow. is insane. What? I wish you could be here right now. You've got all of our faces. By, I had no idea. By, by that, do you by mean breath. like in terms of like sort of... In instructions for each other or like like a way of communication or yeah so yeah. the communication is all done by breath that's cool. um 
Whoa. if any of your viewers kind of wanted to see it in its most simplest form, there's a there's a show uh, called The Table by Blind Summit, which can be found on YouTube. Um, and it's exactly the same style. And it's this idea that obviously when we're in horse, we, we can't speak. Um, so through many weeks of, of rehearsals and training with the puppets, um, you basically sync up as a unit, as a three, as a team. You sync up and everything is done by breath. So the intake of breath, the, the uh, out breath and everything, the signals are done by that. So over time, we have become the three of us, myself, a guy called Seb and a guy called EJ, have um, been synced up as, as one. So I know the sort of signals that they'll give me. I know what that means. And then we, we act and move accordingly. Um and it's great. We, you know, we use it in the moment and we react to things like a, like a human would in the sense of like human character. The horse reacts, the horse would react. And again, we do all of that on, on breath and, and cues through that uh, unified breathing. That's so cool. I have a question. So obviously this isn't um, a normal job that a musical theatre trained person would go into. Um, did you have to do anything extra before you got the job, obviously, as a puppeteer, or did you just kind of fall into it? Well, actually, we do have a couple of musical theatre-trained people on the puppet teams. Um, the guys uh, at Warhorse, they are very keen to hire actors to become the puppeteers because uh, you have to treat the horse as if you were the character. Mm. So if I was playing a character, I would uh, look at my character and I would think about my character's motives his actions um mannerisms traits that's how i would approach a speaking mm. breathing living character a human character and that's exactly what we have to do with with the horses we have to as one it's more difficult because there's three of us but as one we have to top one is he is a real living thing we have to treat him as such so that's why i think they, the production team particularly were quite keen to get actors into the role of the puppeteers. I've been quite fortunate myself in the sense that I've trained in puppetry before. Uh, okay. Um, okay, I've, cool. I've been quite fortunate to have done work with Handspring, who are the company who make the horses. I've done workshops with them in the past and part of my uni degree, I was puppetry. Um, so I've got a bit of a, a base in that. But I think out of the 12 horse teams, I think the majority didn't come from a direct puppetry background, but they're all trained professional actors and Obviously, there are physical demands of the show, and we have to be in, you know, great shape to cope with that. But yeah. it's not like they just limited it to people who'd only done puppetry before. It's been very much uh, they. The National Theatre opened up uh, the book to see as many people as possible to get the right twelve in to do this job. That's, That's really, really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Surround sound that. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> It's, how, um, it's nice that they've done that. How how long did it take you guys to sort of become like a a unit? Because it must have taken you guys quite a while to to get used to each other and and learn sort of the the ropes. <laughs> Pun not yeah, intended. Yeah, so we but... um we had a we had a ten week ten week or eight week I can't remember now it was so long ago uh, <laughs> ten or eight week rehearsal period um for the whole show. And two weeks of those were just puppetry school. So we, we went into rehearsals. We did like nine till six every day. Um, and we just had two solid weeks of bashing out the puppets and, and getting to learn them. And, you know, we're still learning now. We're like, we're like coming up for a year in the job. And um, we're still learning now. And it's, it's the wonderful thing about live theatre that no show is ever the same. 
Um, we, we're not the same in that moment in time on stage. And it depends what the actors give us as well. And from night to night, the actors are very different. So if someone comes into the scene with a certain energy, the horse is going to react to that. And that energy is different every single night, which therefore means our reaction has to be different every single night. Mm. Um, so we're constantly learning and adapting. But in terms of us learning how to be one as a unit, um, we did lots of stuff in those first two weeks when it was just the puppeteers. And then when the actors came in and joined us for the rest of the rehearsals, again, that was a lot of time for us to... Um, sync up we spent a lot of time doing the doing the tracks and doing the um the show out of horse so we would still stand in our configuration as if we were in horse but we wouldn't actually be in the puppet and we would be on running around in rehearsals on stage Mm. without the puppet but still doing the same track and again that helps to kind of learn to move as, as one unit without anything connecting you i yeah. suppose wow. also like the physical demand as well to do a nine till six day in a puppet for the whole <laughs> of the day i just yeah, can't imagine what that does to the body video. yeah um, i think because it was the start of the process and our bodies weren't quite used to it yet so our bodies were a bit like oh, what 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 is this thing that you're doing <laughs> yeah. what, what is this? i don't understand yeah. um and then obviously like you say that the, the hours were so relentless that actually yeah. i think for me that toughest bit of this job so far has been that rehearsal process mm. but luckily over time we've we've developed a show fit condition that we're um, able to now do the job and be in manageable discomfort <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a very polite yeah. way of I, guess, I guess in um, rehearsals you don't have like, adrenaline anyway so it makes a difference true yeah, and also the fact that our bodies just didn't quite understand what we were asking them to do all of a sudden. Yeah, um, yeah. Because even though we, <laughs> nice surprise. Though, you know, all of us are very fit guys, and and we, you know, uh, we all had our own training regimes in the gym. You can't quite train for what the puppet demands of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So it's about finding that not only personal fitness but show fitness. You can't train um, to be a horse. Is that what you're telling me, Stephen? <laughs> yeah. So being like the he- uh, the head of Top Thorn, do you have to deal with like the ears as well and stuff like that? Yeah, so my my kind of um, parameters are the neck, the head, and that involves uh, the ears as well. And our ears are using uh, triggers um, on a handle, which I, I have control of. And the ears are really important for um, showing the emotion of the horse, showing where Top Thorn is focusing his attention, where his eye line is. Um, so the ears tied in with the tail, the ears are a very uh, clear emotive um, indication of, yeah. of what the yeah. horse is thinking and feeling. Yeah. Having watched it, it, it I completely yeah. get that from yeah. watching it. You can, it, it kind of changes the whole um, face and the eyes just from the mm. ears yeah. moving. I just it was remember incredible. Like going like, even the ears moved. Like, <laughs> it was <Yeah>. so real. <laughs> yeah, I read somewhere someone said that the ears of a horse are like the eyebrows of a human. Yeah. Would yeah. you would you say that was true, Stephen? Yes. Yeah, it's um the ears the ears help the horse to see 180 degrees on each side of its head. So the horse, actually, there's only, unless there's something directly behind the horse or there's a point at the front of the horse where it's a bit of a blind spot, for the most part, the horse can see all around it. And a lot of that comes from the ears. So I could be looking, for example, um, at one thing, but if my ear is turned to the right, I'm also focusing on that thing as well. And it's, yeah, it's a a really good indication of, of, getting you inside the horse's head in a scene. That is quite cool. That is really yeah. cool. How heavy is that thing? 
Uh, top thorn weighs, well, both horses weigh between 10 and 11 stone. <gasps> oh, my Lord. Split between three. And is- yeah, so the majority <laughs> of the weight goes through the heart and hind yeah. um, in their harnesses. No weight goes through the actual horse. So there's no weight goes through the hooves on the floor. Okay. It all goes entirely through the harnesses of the heart and hind. Yeah. Um, so the head and the neck uh, only weigh, I think it's seven, eight kilograms. Um, and then the rest go through the heart and the hind, mm. um, split between them. Um, so yeah, I would say on an average show, I'm probably holding about seven, eight kilograms off my head for about oh my two Lord. hours. I, I was going to say I weigh, I think about ten and a half. That's like <laughs> I thought you were going to say ten kilograms. <laughs> uh, I weigh ten kilograms. I weigh, I weigh about ten and a half stones. That's like, That's car- like car- three people three carrying people me for a whole show. And I'm guessing yeah, the guys in the heart and hind, they get it. They do. They um, they take a lot of weight, particularly when a rider gets on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was what amazed yeah. me yeah. when yeah. they went so to at jump point up. In the show, they can have like twenty three stone on their <gasps> on their harnesses. Yeah, when the when the guys oh, went Lord. to jump up, I was like, no, surely then that that's not going to happen. They they can't do that, and then they did. Yeah. They're yeah. like, like jump on. I'm guessing Joey is the same design as Top Thorn. Yes, I think, I think. Both horses have slight variations, like top form legs are a little bit longer because he's taller. Mm. Yeah. Uh, top form's neck is a little bit longer. But yeah. in their basic skeleton, their, eco, um, their structure, yeah. uh, they are primarily the same blueprint. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That is cool. So crazy. The, sorry, going back to the guys at, at the in the heart and the hind, do they yeah. are they quite bent over the whole time? I can't I just can't imagine how they are. In it, no, the, the harnesses sense. are basically like a rucksack. So the idea is that the guys are not under any physical discomfort in the entire show. And okay. for the most part, they're in a show-ready position, which is strong legs, strong trunk. And it's like the harness is like a backpack. Um, obviously, they, there's very rare points that they're standing perfectly up straight. But it's, it's in the same way where if you're going to do a squat in the gym, you're not ever standing up straight. You're... You know, you're slightly duck bent and and yeah. straight back, and you know it's that similar kind of thing. It's that similar kind of posture. It's a strong posture, like a but they're not ever position. they're not ever going to be bent over curving the spine. Mm. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's good. We would go for a lot of puppeteers if they did that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking because you can't. It, you, it's amazing how, and I don't mean this in an offensive way at all. It's a great thing how that you don't even realise there's anyone holding the horse. Uh, it, as the show goes on, it kind of, yeah, I know. I didn't want to make it sound like we weren't watching you, yeah. <laughs> but obviously that's how it's meant to be. No, brilliant. Um, yeah, no, don't, don't watch me at all. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's you, you just get so carried away in the emotion and the look of the horse that you forget that it's actually people making all of that happen. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And I actually came away and I thought, I don't actually know what the people would doing to make that happen half yeah. the time there were moments where i yeah. made myself look because i was intrigued yeah. but you just forget mm. and um yeah, yeah I, that's do. why i asked because i can actually properly remember mm. yeah <laughs> yeah we're very we're very lucky that i mean the horses are incredibly well built handspring of uh phenomenal and we're very fortunate to work with such beautiful creatures and also our costume department like they they're very clever in what they put us in in the sense that our, our costume colors match the horse we're on so the yeah. idea is that we do blend in and you know that's that's our aim our aim is to be invisible we want we want you to be looking at, at the horse and not at, at us yeah. um, and it's quite funny sometimes when we do come out for a curtain call you can see people trying to kind of figure out oh yeah right yeah of course they were the horse team weren't they yeah. because they don't quite they don't quite know yeah. which is great yeah it's really quite cool like 
first off, when you see like Joey as, as the fawn mm. and, and you see how it's operating and stuff, you're like, oh, okay. And you're kind of watching that, half watching the puppeteers and half watching and it's such a small horse to start off with yeah exactly yeah. and then that's the most difficult puppet of the show you know the, really? the, the baby joey team they do a phenomenal job because it's it's the hardest puppet in the sense of none of the uh uh pieces are connected um oh. so oh. the guys the guys who who bring baby joey to life they've got very uh a very different but uh, extremely difficult job to puppeteer uh the baby fall and they do they do a phenomenal job every every mm-hmm. night they do a really great great job because that's amazing because yeah. obviously like spoiler alert but he, he <laughs> the fall does like come apart doesn't it and then yeah. he reveals the adult but i didn't realize the whole time the parts went together no, i thought something <laughs> unclipped they are fantastic yeah. they, the three of them are, are incredible incredible puppeteers yeah. i suppose the other thing with that puppet is that there's kind of less to hide behind as well isn't there yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd never really thought show. about that. Crikey. Such a, so much goes into it, and it's just so incredible. It is crazy, yeah. I I don't mean to um, make other musicals sound any less than they are, but it's it's definitely, like, a lot of hard work that goes into it, not just in rehearsing for yourself, but rehearsing for everyone. I can imagine that the team effort for this show in particular is hugely what am I trying to say? Demanding. Like, demanding yeah. compared to other shows. I know it, every show you do is a team, but this show you just... So some there's shows there's nothing another, like it though, yeah. is there? There's nothing like... Warhol's. No, there's yeah. not. Yeah, it's well, very unique. It's yeah. very unique. It's an, it's an incredible ensemble piece. It really is an ensemble piece. Oh. Yeah. And it's there's not anything quite like it. Everything like every... I know you say this for all productions, and this is true, but you really get the sense in Warhorse that each component... If, say, for example, the light, the lighting is incredible in the show. Yeah. yeah. If, you were to, if the lighting wasn't what the lighting was, then that would severely impact our our jobs on stage, and and mm-hmm. the show wouldn't be as, as strong if it yeah. were not there. Yeah. And I think it really it's a show where every component is perfectly weaved in with other components. That it's yeah, it's a very unique production. It's it does need to be seen. It's very much a spectacle. Yeah. Of, it's, yeah, it's, it's theater, almost, but it is also a grand spectacle as well. Yeah, yeah. it's like every th- every single aspect has to pull together. T- if there was one thing that was slightly less so, it w- the whole thing would kind of. Yeah, I know what you're saying. True, it's yeah. Weird. Mm. But it even it's so deep and so clever. I was gonna say even like because you get a lot of school trips, don't you? To see War Horse because yeah. it's so different, and people can write about it in there, like for school, basically. Yeah, because people yeah, use the it national, for their exams. The national's great. They do a lot of um, they do a lot of work with schools, uh, community groups, um, and they take a lot of time out to to make the show as accessible as possible to many many people. Um, we've actually got a a, spa- a page to stage event tomorrow morning where we will have school groups come in. It's before the matinee, we have school groups come in. We do a little bit of a workshop with them and they get to Aww. see kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. And the National is fantastic for that. They really put a lot of effort into doing that. That's and incredible. That, that's so Again, well. not many other shows do stuff like that, mm-hmm. do they? That's fantastic. Well, I think it's, yeah, it's it's particularly in kind of today's current climate of theatre where yeah. you have uh, cuts and budget cuts and, and difficulties from government and, Etc. Etc. Yeah. The national are in a very fortunate position where they can still have this. They can still give this opportunity. I think a lot 
of particularly theatre these days because money is so hard to come by. I think it's not a case of people maybe not doing it. I just think it comes down to them being like, can we actually physically afford to do this? Yeah, and luckily the National are in a position as such where they can give back as much as they possibly can. And I bet they've worked hard to be in that position as well. Mm. So good on yeah, them. Yeah, you know, that, that, I would say arguably the National is top theatre in, in you know England, in the UK, mm-hmm. because it's, it is the theatre in London, really. It's, yeah. it's a big one. Arguably, it's I think massive. Some people may disagree, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but it's you know it's it's a very prominent theatre in the theatre landscape of the UK. So it's um yeah it's it's great it's great to be working with them. Very humbled. It's uh it's a fantastic experience. Hmm. Cool, very good. So Stephen, what else have you done? Tell us. Um, I mean, I've not been graduated that long. To be fair, uh, before this job, I'm doing this job for like a year now. Um. I went to drama school quite late because uh, I was doing some other things beforehand, um, still theatre related, but other things beforehand. Um, so in terms of me graduating, I, I had the audition for Warhorse about 10 months after I first graduated and left East 15. Um, so in that time, I'd only really done uh, like a music video, a, a commercial, um, uh, kind of like a smaller theatre play. Um, but this has been, I'd say, in my professional acting career so far. This has definitely been like the, the pinnacle of, mm-hmm. of what I've done. Um, the yeah, start it's, it's of the bit, future. Yeah, just because yeah. I think I went to drama school so late because I was doing other other stuff, really. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who might be listening who have gone to drama school late or are thinking about going to drama school late, um, do you have any like words of encouragement for them or any advice? Because obviously it's, think, it's a bit different. but Yeah, I think if it's, if it's something that you really feel passionate about and it's something that you really want to do um and you know that that is kind of of where you want to be heading and where your future lies um i think it is a case of of just going for it it's very difficult at the moment because i know tuition fees have increased dramatically since when i went and obviously that's a you know money ultimately is is a huge deciding factor but if, if you can get the money together somehow and you wholeheartedly feel like that's where you belong and that's what you're going to throw yourself into because that is ultimately where your future lies, then yeah. it is, it's not the only way to go about it, but it is a very good way. Mm. Um, you know, going to drama school, it, it, the training, first of all, is, is, is paramount. It's fantastic. But going to drama school can open so many doors for you that just having that name on your on your acting CV yeah. of having graduated from, say, like, Rosebrook 30s, 15, uh, um, Lambda, whatever. Um, you know, having that name behind you gives you so much more of a weight than, mm-hmm. say, someone who potentially hasn't trained. Like I said, it's not the only way to go into it. There's many other ways now. True. Um, you can go into like, people owning their own theatre companies and creating their own work and up to the fringe. There's so many avenues, particularly now with, with websites such as Carson Call Pro, which is for actors who maybe don't have a lot of... Um, professional credits but still want to try apply for work i think it's called mandy now actually um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah you know there's, there's many different avenues to go down i'm not saying it has to be drama school or nothing <laughs> but i would say that if you can find the money to go then you you, you should go it's yeah. it's incredible i think it's a lot harder to find work without drama school i mean it yeah. gives you gives you contacts and connections and like yeah like you said the the sort of gravity of the name on the cv whereas if if you don't yeah. go 
like yeah, like you said, it's not impossible, but you you don't necessarily have the contacts, or you maybe don't know where to start looking. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think you know, it's you hear so many stories of, of actors coming from nowhere, and all of a sudden they're very big. That's great. Um, you know, but not everyone. Say like Daniel Radcliffe, for example, Harry Potter. What was it? His auntie was on the casting panel or something like that. <laughs> like that's not, you know, that's not going to happen for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for the rest of us average Joes, um, <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's it's just quite a saturated market. Just yeah. in the sense of that's what acting is. You know, your whole career is is basically you going into an audition room where there's you know twenty thirty people who are pretty much identical to you. Yeah. Um, and I think any any um, upper foot, any few inches that you can kind of gain for yourself or give yourself is is helpful in the long run. Like I've I've been in casting rooms before where they've said, oh, he's 15. We like his, he's 15ers. And even though I've not got that job, um, I've then had an audition through that casting director because she's remembered me and remembered, oh, he's an East 15er and we like East 15ers. So it's you know that that name alone has, has created a, an avenue and, and opened a door for me that otherwise wouldn't have existed um I suppose but again it, just to stress it's not the be all and end all either i think the best thing anyone can do is just keep making work yeah um like when i left uni uh in 2013 i i started my own company just to make work and, and create our own shows and i think if you're if you're doing that that's a, f- a phenomenal thing to do, particularly with festivals like the Brighton Fringe, Edinburgh Fringe. Like there's, there's so many True. things out there now that if if theatre is something that you're hungry for and, and, you know, acting is something that you're hungry for, you know, make shows, make short films, get a few mates around, throw something together, do script readings, all that kind of stuff. Just do keep active and keep in the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just keep make stuff happen for you yeah. because no yeah, one's going to kind of give it to you on a plate. Exactly. <laughs> Such inspiring exactly. words. Yeah. Unless, of course, your auntie's on the cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll give it to you on a one. Yeah, true. Um, so, Stephen, you said you came into it late. How late? Because some people were thinking, like, I'm looking around the room and I'm the oldest here and <laughs> me going to drama school now would be really late. Jazz is, no, jazz no, is, jazz is 39. Like 40. No, I'm jazz is 52. <laughs> I'm 28 and I would say that was pretty late for me to go to drama school. I, d- I don't know. It's never too late. So I think, I mean, I don't know. When I say I went to drama school late, I think it's only because for me personally, I, I left uni. Like, I... I you're now thinking i was 21 oh my god and then i had three years in between uni and drama school so i guess what i mean when i say late is i know some people travel the path of college straight to drama school or uni straight to drama school whereas i think i was 20 i think 20 did i turn 26 no i think i turned 25 as soon as i got to drama school and i graduated when i was 26 but if say for example you're going straight from college you might be 18 going to drama school. Yeah. Um, so that in comparison is late, but I was very, I did a, I did a master's degree at age 15 and my course at age 15 actually had a, a wide range, a varied range of, of ages. So actually in terms of that okay. age group, I was, I was like kind of like in the middle. You had some people who just turned 20 who were in my course, but then you also had some people who were like just passing 50. What? Cause that, that's the, that's, that's what the MA is for age 15. They have a, they have a, a, a 
collective range of ages. So I was training with people who were who were much older than me and people who were, you know, five six years younger than me. Um, and as as a as a as a cohort, we coexisted like that. But I nice. think I think you're never too late. Like I think, yeah. There's there's many some of our, our greatest actors that we produce in this country have have come into the game late. Mm. You know, um, mm. as long as you you've have a drive for it and a passion for it um then yeah go for it and you know what if, if you're going into it when you're saying maybe like 30 35 40 whatever it just means you've got more life experience doesn't it and quite sure. frankly that can um that can actually help to to put into your character i've often found that sometimes when i've been playing characters who are older than myself i've maybe um found it a challenge to give them the weight that they've maybe needed because you know i'm like 23 24 whatever trying to play like a, a 35 year old guy like that that jump in age in life you go through a lot in that that time span and yeah true you know i, th- I think it, i wouldn't ever say you're too late to do anything good i'll just tell people that i'm just getting life experience that's what i'm doing <laughs> you're gonna say that i'm just <laughs> 20 <laughs> um yeah it's you know yeah. it's 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 all, all good i think it's, yeah it's everyone's on their own start. journey yeah precisely so, yeah um and yeah we in my in my master's degree you had people who had who had had careers before as, as psychiatrists or <laughs> um you know writers and then they decided that they wanted to turn to acting as something they were always interested in and they decided they wanted to make it that jump from something they did as a hobby to something that was a career and paid the bills and um, and you know you chat to these people and they tell you about this whole other career they've had before and now they're training to be an actor and it is fantastic it's brilliant yeah so cool so cool so what was the name of your company Stephen? that you uh, my name uh, the name of my company is forward thinking theatre but it's currently taking a bit of a back step at the moment while obviously this kind of uh, job this job is very all consuming so it's taking a bit of a back step while yeah. this job is happening but the plan is to uh, we, we have a script that's good to go and the plan is to maybe after this job and um, finishes me to not take another professional acting job for a few months and try and get um, this new show on the go. Cause we've never actually done a show in London. We've always done shows back where we were based okay. back around Winchester way. Cool. Um, so it'd be quite fun to do our first venture into a London venue, nice. um, but it's quite difficult balancing uh, acting career and the, uh, producing directing company career just because you have to hold you know you have to wholeheartedly focus on on one or the other mm-hmm. um i say that you may you know there might be people out there who have, who have found a balance i personally haven't found that balance yet so um at the moment that the company's taken a bit of a back step but it will it will return in some form i'm sure watch this space let us know yeah, precisely yeah. Heard it here <laughs> first coming back um cool <laughs> That is that is awesome. I so, have a question. Go on then. It's a, it's not really a very serious question. Oh. If your life was a musical, what would it be called? Oh golly, that's a So it doesn't have to be an already <laughs> made musical. Question. Yeah. One that you could um, create. Or a play. Doesn't matter. Or a play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh Ah, oh, that's really tough. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Uh, Okay, well, I'll try to think of like my average day and what would that, ah, nice. would that, um, what would that translate to? 
putting your head in a horse. Probably because it's like the most important. I have to start the day right. So, and if I don't, I always find I'm playing kind of catch up. Uh-huh. So I would say in that sense, maybe something like what I had for breakfast. What? Oh. <laughs> I'd go and watch that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like something like that. I would. You've got, like got to start Not... with a good hearty breakfast. Yeah. Not biscuits. Um, <laughs> most important yeah. meal of the day as well. Yeah. It yeah, is. exactly. If I the most important one, show like of the day. <laughs> That's the slogan. Nice. So, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll do that one. I'll, I'll go with that. Do you know what? Nice. I completely agree with you there. If something really, really rubbish happens in like the first few minutes of my day that ruins the rest of my day. That's it. But if it's all fine for the first hour, I can get through anything. And if I enjoy my breakfast. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you just see it, you know, a play called that, and you think you're going to turn up and it's going to be like a lighthearted like, oh, comedy. And maybe it's actually, yeah. you know, the character has like a, his whole life completely... Turned like upside down. integrates in the morning and it's actually about someone having like a mental breakdown. Crying into the shreddies. That's quite a serious piece. Yeah. <laughs> you could do it in repetition. You could do the same scenes twice. So you could do it and he's having a normal day, normal day, normal day and then he's his last day that's it this, this time next year they'll be like that's it there we go thinking theatre presents yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hang on copyright get your stamp on that <laughs> cool that was a good question that yeah. was a tough one I'm yeah. I've not been asked that before yeah. thank you so much that's a great question yeah <laughs> we've had some great answers from that question it's um yeah it is a good one yeah, yeah, Susan, sure. Susan Boyle stole my life. Was Susan that one? Oh, yeah. Boyle stole my life. That was yeah. one of the answers. Um, that's that, that's Carol up in the top yeah. three. Suffering. Yeah, one Very of our nice. other guests. Yeah, my, uh, my pets and me. I think was another answer. Yeah. Some, Strong, nice, yeah, nice. Some, yeah, some. We've yeah, had some dodgy bizarre. ones as well. Let's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> People that's have said one. stuff, and we've been like, yeah. "What?" Yeah. Oh, no. One was like four years from now or something. I don't remember. Oh, that. I remember that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's deep. Lisa. Yeah, but something. Don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's got. I feel like it's got legs. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you could dig and find yeah, find a really storyline. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, Stephen, I am conscious of the time. Um, thank you very much for today. Really, no, really so thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. It. Thank you. So, um, yes, thank you very much. And uh, good luck. How many more shows have you got to go? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. Roughly off the top of my head, about 220. <laughs> oh my so you're God. about halfway through. How it. many are you on? Yeah, we're, we're, we're just over halfway through, I think. Cool. Woo-hoo. Is that your, the tour? How many more cities have you got or towns? Um, we do, I'm just trying to run through them in my head now, around about seven, eight. Wow. Nice. Yeah, we... we, we um, yeah, I can't. I can't say what the final venue is yet. I don't think <gasps> I'll be allowed to. But, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Um, we're we're at the final venue for quite a while. The so. moon. Oh, okay. <laughs> the moon. The, moon. <laughs> <laughs> the first. That's why the first show can ever you, in space. Can you tell if it if if it's north or south of England? Or I can't. I'm afraid. Oh, push stop it now, pushing Anna. it, Anna. I'm nice try, Anna. Nice stop try. It. Yeah. Is it in England? <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I can't. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Atlantis. So, Stephen, thank you very much for today. Um, no, you've thank been you very a much. Great guest. It was great to find out some inside knowledge of of the horses and stuff, especially the uh, communication by breath. Um, that is definitely something I'll take away I love from that. this. I might just do that in life. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to just yeah. learn. We yeah, with just the kids. Talk in breath. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. you never talk again. <laughs> We're going to communicate through breathing. <laughs> yeah, great work. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Stephen. No, thank you for having me on. Thank, thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Good night, guys. 
Well, thank you to Stephen Love there, who is in the touring production of Warhorse. Please go and see it. And you can get money off. Oh, Tom. To go Thomas. And see it. Tom's on it today. See what he did there. See what plug, he did plug, there. plug, 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 plug. Right, so if you go to <laughs> this tokens, be the plug. Theatre tokens and type in it's all an act in the discount code, you can get 80% off. Your <laughs> no, no, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas, we have to tell you, Tom, it's not 80%. If you want to buy people tickets, that's on your head. You can get you can get £10, uh, no. 10% off your tickets, <laughs> which which could be £10 if you've got £100 worth of tickets. That's good maths, well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. If you if you get tickets for Warhorse, let's say they're 30 quid. Three pound, pay for your parking, pay for program, pay for ice cream. Not all together. Pick one and choose one. You greedy, you greedy sons of horses. Yeah, um, see what it did there. Yeah, nice. I like it. Ten oh percent off. Can Tom plug every time? I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I like him under pressure. Stick it in the plug. Turn the switch on. There you go. Boom. Electricity. Water. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, we blew, we blew the bulb because our deals are so hot. Hot. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. If you don't buy a gift card now. I don't know what's going to convince you. Unsubscribe. Really <laughs> don't <laughs> listen unsubscribe, to us anymore. <laughs> Just tell people that we talk rubbish sometimes and then they might... Get like 10% that. off a horse as well off. if you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you? If you cut it off, maybe. <laughs> cut the tail off. Which 10% are you oh having? If you could pick 10% of a horse. No, no, no. You get 10% off it. So you cut the tail off and you've got the other half. The other, not, well, <laughs> not half. That's not, not good math. So which bit percent. would you get rid of? That's it, what you're saying. You, I'd just cut off the tail. What? Oh. Do I get a yellow sticker get rid on of that? It's poo. Well, it it's not. Do you get a yellow sticker? Yeah, like you know when like it's food's nearly on a sell by, it gets a yellow sticker and then goes in the section, doesn't it? No. Oh, okay. Not interested. <laughs> no, you just get a horse without a tail. Oh. <laughs> Can you use it for your hair extensions? Album of the week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, spin that wheel. <laughs> let's. We got to talk about it first. <laughs> yeah. So let's review. Ta-da! Album of the week. Bum yeah. Best Album jingle ever. of the week. Best jingle ever. Is that a claim? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. So we had my choice of Come From Away. Yes. Mm. So what did we think? Mm. I... Mm. I'll go first because I've already planned my response. Go on, Tom. Uh, <laughs> go. I... I've been waiting to listen to this musical soundtrack for ages. And like yep. we said in the last one, never got around to it. Yep. And I was really not disappointed in it, but it wasn't, it didn't quite live up to what I thought. I, okay. I like the idea of the story. It's about, if you don't know it, it's to do with planes being stranded during nine eleven. Um But it seemed like one of those musicals that you need, to see to I get agree. It, yeah not it was didn't feel like an easy listen i was no. i was really upset because i i well just to be fair oh, i didn't I, did, I didn't i didn't know what it was going to be about but i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to have a completely different sound like yeah, yeah. the yeah the the poster almost makes it seem like it's going to be kind of like happy and joyous i i kind of i kind of thought like lion like, king style like oh. Af- african style oh, okay so i thought it was gonna be quite cultural have like different things yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what i mean yeah. Yeah. yeah see i i yeah i didn't know much about it but um i i completely agree with you but in the opposite way oh. so i felt <laughs> like not. there were lots of weird accents in it and weird styles of the music that i just mm-hmm. didn't think yeah. suited or were appropriate 
for the songs they were singing and what they were singing about. This is what I mean. I feel like if you're there, it's probably a different experience. Exactly. But listening to it, it just sounds a bit incoherent. It just was completely not what I was expecting. And I think I was expecting something quite emotional. And but So to have really happy songs, but in a like positive, upbeat way, not in a like a vibe of somewhere where it wasn't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? My my problem with it was that it didn't sound like a musical soundtrack. No. If you played it, I wouldn't guess that. It's quite samey. Yeah, yeah I didn't know when one's... Because I was listening in the yeah. car, so I didn't know yeah. when one song went into the other. I was like, oh, Absolutely. I'm on like five songs down now. I thought yeah. it was the same song. <laughs> I get the feeling from the soundtrack that it's kind of not got much speaking in it. I think mm. it's mostly told through song. Mm. Yeah, I thought that. But it's making a transfer in February 2019. So to we the, can judge for ourselves. I think it's to the Phoenix Theatre. We is. thought it was the other palace. Phoenix. Yeah, but it's not. And I Googled it and couldn't find anything. And then they announced that February 2019, yes. Phoenix Theatre. So I we th- can go and see it. I definitely with, with think it'll be better. Discount. Exactly. Come from away. If you want to chuck us some free tickets, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. If we all book our tickets and separately, that's yeah, 40%. Change our mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, it, I thought it had a very country feel yeah. to it. And I did not expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like it's not... I know they say don't judge a book by its cover, but it's not... <laughs> but I'm judging well, a yeah, cover it's, by yeah, book. Yeah, it's not... It's, it, the... the poster doesn't match the it doesn't match yeah. the sound yeah it's maybe like it, maybe someone's it voice doesn't match like. the face yeah yeah I, but the thing is it was one of those things that i listened to the soundtrack and i was like do i want to see this yeah if that's what the music is the whole way through yeah. i think if i'd have seen the musical without listening to the soundtrack and then gone away and listened to the soundtrack i would have loved I it agree, because yeah. i would have been able to know what was although i knew what was going on i was like why is this this I, j- I just didn't see the need mm. for lots of things done the way they were done. And because of what's it's, what it's about, I felt like they needed to have a couple more of emotional, like, s- not sat... S- you know, the, the classic musicals, they have the upbeat mm. ones, they have the, like... Ballads. The, yeah, yeah, and then they have the... I, yeah, I, the I wonder, though, if it, yeah, came, if it came out at a time when 9-11 was still fairly... Fresh. Yeah, when pe- people mm. wanted something a bit uplifting. And, Do you think? Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, it's like, I, I think... I feel like uh, straight away afterwards, it would need to be more sad. Yeah, but I, I don't think it came as out time like goes on. straight away after. I think it, yeah. there was a couple of years and then they were like, here's something... Let's here's, move on. Let's not focus on the negatives. This is mm. something good that came from it. Yeah, a story like... A story away from that story, yeah. linked mm. with that story. Does that make when, sense? When was this, like, first? Um, I, I have no idea. But I, that's, that's just my, my guess, is that it would have been maybe around a time when people needed a bit of a Yeah, a lift, I feel like uplifting. it's too soon for them to be happy, if, find the happy bits in it, but they, maybe that's me. I'm quite a cynical, mm. sad person. I think, it, I think so. with 9-11, though, there's so much stuff about it mm. that you can afford to do something a bit like if it wasn't televised or uh, done much then maybe but i feel like it's done enough that you can there's, yeah. there's enough enough of the sad side just to, to like f- enough documentaries and stuff yeah to then have i don't know but it's, it's in a strange way it's made me want to see it because i want to i i agree i think if i when i've watched it if i like the show because apparently so many people love this show it's supposed to be really uplifting mm. I think once I've seen it, 
Mm. I'll, I'll, I, if I enjoy it, I can go away and listen You'll to the soundtrack and I'll get love it. it. Won't yeah. You? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I want yeah. to understand it, but having listened to just the soundtrack with no visuals, I'm completely just yeah. not Al- with it. Also, we've only had, because of the way recordings work this week, we've only had about two days in between podcasts. So we've not true. listened to it as much as we would another album. So maybe if we go away and listen to it, again a couple more times you start to hear things you haven't heard the first time around and pick pick different bits of the story up maybe next time we record we do album album of of the the week week week, and do both yeah like just a recap of this week yeah Yeah. come back back. have another have another go okay so it's first uh the first production of it was in a college in america 2013 oh really it didn't go to broadway until 2017 Oh, so it's so quite it's a relatively gap. quite fresh. I'm surprised I, that it didn't go to Broadway first. Mm, well, no, I think it looks like it toured around. Yeah, but a bit. I'm surprised it didn't just. Well, well I'm surprised the tour didn't was come made, after. I guess, for a, in a college. I thought it, it I must have been pretty then. recent because there's a bit where a bloke sings about um, Ground Zero in it, and mm. that's that's yeah, only true. only been a thing that's like been officially named. In the last couple of years, so yeah. true, yeah. And they kept singing Titanic at random points. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that put you off. I know you lost me. When I was you there, and I was like, I did I, join in with one of the churchy songs, though. Oh yeah, Lucy um, knew one of the this. No, which one was it? Was. Something about a light. Idea. I can't remember. I sang it at my leavers assembly this for my primary school. <laughs> was it that one? I don't know. I can't remember. It was that was the other thing. It was a there were parts of it that were a bit too. um preachy for me yeah, fair enough not very religious okay sorry how many mics lucy just based on the soundtrack not yep. the show i think yep. this would change if i saw the show i'm gonna give it two i'm afraid okay. no that's fine you haven't seen the show so and that's that's the whole idea of this album of the week mm. to go purely off <clears throat> purely off audio tom how many mics i'm gonna give it for now 1.75 <laughs> okay but i'm gonna go and watch it in uh February. Go and watch it in February, and yeah. then I'll revisit my my mark. So that's cool. pre-show. Anna, one, one, yeah. Mm, it's pretty pretty low this week. Yep. Um, I'll go with two two mics. Um, I think the same as Tom. Like without the visuals, I really struggled. I enjoy a bit of country, um, and I enjoyed that side of it. Um, the only but, reason I'm giving it two, not one, is because I enjoyed this more than American Psycho. Oh. Mm. Yeah, see, I enjoyed American Psycho. That was good. Mm. Cool. Okay, shall we see who is going to be next? No, let's go home. Oh, okay. Well, I am home. Joking. <laughs> okay, so Don't this give away where we are. It is <coughs> between... Fabulous recording studio. We are. Tom and Anna, Beverly Hills. as uh, Lucy and I have, have been picked... So it's between you two, okay? Okay, are, are fight you, to the are death. You, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like... Uh, Da-da-da. Is it Dag, is it? Rousing up. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Let's spin the spin that wheel. wheel. Yay! It's Lucy. It is Anna. Anna. Are you going to waste your turn like, like Tom told you to? Yeah, no. No, she told me to waste my turn. Uh, yeah. No wasting turns. Okay. No, it's not a waste, believe me, okay. but it is a waste. 
You'll find out way. when See, we get to it. It's really weird because last week I was like, this is the one I'm definitely going to do. Like next time I'm going to do it. And then I've changed my mind today. I keep doing that. Yeah. My. Weird. Right. I'm surprised you and Tom have been together so long. What? Hmm? Like changing your mind so much. <laughs> oh, <right? laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so this means... Tom not wasting his turn. <laughs> Just you wait. Henry, Henry Higgins. Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this show, hopefully, is coming to the West End soon. Let's have a drum roll. Hopefully. Fingers oh, crossed. What it is. So, drum roll. Album of the week this week is Waitress. Wow, no way. Okay. Waitress. So the album cover is a picture of a woman holding a pie in a bakery shop and it's got the word waitress on it. Oh, very nice. Does that help everyone? That helps no. everyone. Um, um, yeah, I've, I've listened. Rumor Not what I thought it was going to be. Sarah Bareilles. Isn't it? Is blowing it over. Yes. Oh, I thought she, she was going to do Mean Girls. Um, rumours are that it's going to go where Dream Girls was. hope so. Is. Fingers <laughs> is, yeah. Um, I've listened to part of the soundtrack. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but... I want to listen to the rest of it and I want you to listen to it with me. Oh, lovely. I don't want to be big. I, want, I, I want, don't get. Do you know what we should do one time? When we pick an album of the week, we should then find a meeting place and meet with more people and have a listening listen. party. Listen together. Um, How amazing would that be? If only there are enough Just hours. Just like a disco. If only. If In only. the day. If only. That sounds delightful. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much today, team. I appreciate your time. Your effort and your faces, faces, yeah, yeah, faces. You say questions. Thank you. Questions. Questions. Yes. So, a word to finish on, Lucy. Susical, the musical. Tom. Putty. Anna. Books. And I'm going to have March. Thank you very much for listening. Ah. Uh.